excited to be here this morning. Good to see everybody. Thank you guys for joining. I'm just re- reading through the comments. It's good to see everybody that's on this morning. Grab your Bible and let's get down to the Word this morning. All right, turn with me into John, the book of John, chapter 14. We started reading out of John 15, and uh, we've, we, we haven't ex- by any means exhausted what's in that chapter, but <clears throat> I feel led to, to start, a, a, go back a chapter, and we're going to move a little bit around, <clears throat> and I, I definitely won't get through everything that I have for today uh, through this devotional. Uh, I imagine this is going to continue, um, but we've been talking about the vine, the branches attached to the vine, that's me and you, the branches, and who the vine is. Jesus is the vine. But then today, I want to talk, a title today, The Comforter. I want to talk about the Holy Ghost and who the Comforter is, what that means to you and me. Um, so turn with me into John 14, and uh, we're going to start in verse, I've got down, we're going to start in verse 15. I wrote 16, but we're actually going to start in verse 15. Verse 15. Um, let's pray and then we'll make a confession, a profession over our day. Words hold more power than anything in your life. And it's important to start your day with a confession, with words, uh, to, to start your day in the right direction, to go in the right direction because your life will follow your words. So we want to set the words on the, our words on the right path. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We worship you. We magnify you. We lift you up. We just ask for your help this morning, Lord, as we give this time to you. We ask for your leading, for your guiding. Lord, we just lift you up before we ask for anything of you. We ask, uh, we ask for a lot of things from you, but we're, we're going to take this time to worship you and magnify you, Lord. You're the King of kings, the Lord of lords. We love you, Jesus. We magnify you. We lift you on high. And, and we just thank you for all the work that you've done for us the power that you gave given to us, the life that you've given us, the comforter that you've given us. We just lift you up and magnify you. We thank you. God, we worship you. We praise you. And Lord, we just ask for this time that you'd visit us, be with us this morning. Help us give us revelation and insight into your word that can so powerfully help our lives. And I speak life over every person listening. Help them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, say this with me. Say, my Bible is my survival guide for life. I live by every word spoken from the word of God. I receive everything that it has for me today. I will walk in all of the benefits from the word of God. Now say this, I like to quote my pastor. He's got a good confession he does when we start our services and things like that. Say, my body is healthy, strong, and full of God life. Amen. Just say that, you know, if you, even if you feel weak, your emotions are, your emotions are flaky, you know, so you could feel anyway, every single day. And, and as I mature, as I get older, the less you rely on emotions and feelings, the more you start to rely on principles, foundational things, your emotions are flaky. I've, I've learned, I've found that out. You just, you can, you'll never feel a consistent way. You know, your body, your emotions, you're, you're a flaky being, your body, not you as a person, like your spirit, but your body is, it's a flaky thing. It's, it's got to have the right temperature. It's got to have the right elements and the right food and the right, you know, it's constantly up and down, up and down. And if you, as your spirit, because you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body, this glove that me and you live in these bodies that we live in, they're emotional, they're up and down and flighty and, you know, 
you've got to live by principles. You can't live by how you feel. Or if I love lifted, love, lived by how I felt, I would, I would, I wouldn't get up at four thirty, four forty-five in the morning most days. I'd probably sleep in most days. You know, and anyway, you didn't come to hear to hear me preach at you. You came to hear hear to hear the word of God preached. So, let's get into the word this morning. Uh, John fourteen. Let's start in verse fifteen. It says, "If you love me." Keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another. I want to read this out of the King James, actually. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and shall be in you. And I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So what, in context, what's happening here, Jesus is communicating to his disciples and he's about to be crucified. This is the end of his life. And he's having these conversations with his disciples. I believe uh, I was reading in, in some, some notes on this that in a matter of less than 24 hours from this conversation, so that this scripture that we just read less than 24 hours, I believe it was, I think in somewhere in the notes, it says 20 hours from this conversation, Jesus was being taken down from the cross and being put in the grave. So this is a final conversation that he's having with his disciples. And he's saying, I'm not going to leave you. I'm leaving you, but I'm not going to leave you and leave you comfortless. From a natural standpoint, that seems strange to say. It's like, hey, you know, I'm leaving, but I'm not leaving. You know, I'm leaving, but I'm still here. It's like, what does that mean? So he goes on to explain this to his disciples that Jesus, who was their peace and their foundation, their, it's their master. These are disciples. Uh, these are people that are following. These disciples are following Jesus, and they've given their lives to, to follow this master this Lord for their life, Jesus. And then he says to them, Hey, I'm leaving. But he says, however, I will not leave you by yourselves. I'm going to leave you with somebody, a comforter to help you in your life. But here's the thing. He's not just talking to, he is talking to his disciples, but he's talking to you and to me as well, that he's going to leave us a comforter, someone to help us, someone to be along, uh, to be alongside of us through our day to day operations of everything that we do. So Jesus knew that as he left, his disciples would need someone to help them. What a mighty, what an amazing God that we serve that would have a, such a great backup plan for his people, for his disciples when he's to leave, when he's to, to, to move on and do something. He's leaving a, a plan for the ones that follow him so that they're not orf, left orphans. Let me jump ahead a little bit. In uh, in chapter verse eighteen, where he says, "I'll not leave you comfortless." In the Greek, this is the word orphanos, or orf, where we get the word orphans from. He says, "I'll not leave you orphans," and this is only used here and in James one twenty seven, chapter one, verse twenty seven, and then it goes on here in the footnotes. Disciples of a particular teacher were called his children. And upon his death, so this is talking about like you could 
you know, you think about a disciple or a master, you think of maybe like Obi-Wan and, and uh, uh, you know, Star Wars type stuff with uh, Yoda and he's the master and he's got disciples and they're training and, you know, all these different things. Or you think of like uh, uh, the Karate Kid and he's got he's got his his coach and you know who he's the master and then he's got his disciple and and they're he's learning this karate moves and all these things this is the principle of what he's talking about is when there's a master or a teacher and that teacher has disciples he's that's where he's leading this disciples of a particular teacher they were called his children and upon the death of the of the teacher they were considered orphans so when that teacher died the disciples of that teacher they would be considered orphans Christ calls his disciples children and now promises that he will not leave them orphans. So God knew when Jesus was to be taken from the earth and he was, he, he died, but then he rose again. But when he was taken, he knew that his disciples, not only his disciples, but me and you as his disciples today would need someone would need a comp would need a helper to aid alongside of us as we go through this life. How, how, how could you possibly go through life knowing that you could have someone tag teaming alongside of you, helping you with anything that you come up against put anything, put anything in your mind that you could come up against, whether it's negative, positive, uh, uh lack or, or increase or anything that you come up against in life, you could have a helper, a comforter, someone to be alongside of you to aid and assist you in your things. How could you not want that or figure out how to get that in your life? The only reason someone wouldn't want that is if they knew, and I'm jumping ahead here, but if they knew that it would cost them something that they don't want to give up. They don't want that comforter because that comforter is going to cost me uh, my own way of thinking that I think is better for me. Well, you wouldn't you think that God has the best things in mind for you, for your life? He does. He absolutely does. And to think that uh, you've got a better way or a better plan for your life than God does, even though you don't have all the answers in front of you, of what, what God has for you, he'll reveal what to do, what to say, where to go. He has better intentions for you than you could even intend for yourself. You know, we, my wife and I joke about things like this, like she knows me better than I know me. Cause I'll say, Hey, I, I'd like to do that. I'd like to go on this, like if we go on a vacation and I'm like, Hey, I'd really like to do that. And she go, she'll say it, what looks like a good idea is really, you don't, you wouldn't want to do that. And I'm like, no, I would like to do that. She's like, no, you wouldn't like to do you. You like the idea of doing that but you wouldn't really like to do whatever that particular thing is. And I'd, I'd start to think about it and then I'd start reading about it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I wouldn't like end up like that. And I joke like she knows me better than I know myself. And really and truly we're joking, but you know, in a lot of cases that's accurate. You know, if, if it's like mountain climbing, I'm like, oh, I'll do that. She's like, no, you won't like that. Or, you know, something super labor intensive. She's like, you know, She's like, you know, I think you like the idea of you doing this particular thing, but you, I know you, you wouldn't like that. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. I probably wouldn't like that. And so we joke like that, but in reality, 
in all truth, the Holy Ghost does that for me and you. Well, I Listen, God, I appreciate your input in this particular area. As goofy as this sounds, God, I appreciate you trying to use other people to tell me what direction my life and using men and women of God to help me. But I know my, I know me and I, I'm just, I like this better. And God's like, no, I, you know, I already, I already see, I can see the end of the rat race or I can see the end of the maze of where, and you really don't want to go down that path, but Hey, I'm going to let you do, you know, I put something up on Facebook yesterday. Uh, uh, it was either Facebook or Instagram, whatever it was. And it, I put it on my story and about people's perceptions of Christians and they're like, Oh, well, you know, I want to do this particular thing. And it's like a, a, a bad thing. Like maybe it's smoking or drinking and they're like, I want to do this. What do you think about that? And the Christian person's like, you know, Hey, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't believe in it. God says it's wrong, but you, you do what you want to do. That's how God is. He's like, look, here's what the path is for you. This is the path you need for your life, but I'm not, he is so not willing to push you and force you. It, it's got to be of your decision and your will. And everything starts like this with a decision. I put, uh, I put down here, everything that we do here, it starts with an inward decision first. That's what, that's what he's talking about here. So listen to this in verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray. So he continues a thought. He says, if you love me, you, you prove your love for me by keeping my commandments. Ready? And he continues the thought. Like I said, sometimes I don't understand punctuation as well as I probably should. I, I didn't do the greatest in high school. Like as I got older, my grades started declining. Like through elementary into middle school, I was an A. I like went from A honor roll to B, A, B, then to like straight C's, then Hopefully this kid's going to graduate high school. Like I didn't, so grant, you know, grammatically I'm not all there, but when I read stuff, sometimes I'm like, why is there a period there? Why is there a comma or a, you know, a semicolon? So in this, it, Jesus makes a statement and then there, it's the next sentence starts with the word and, and I'm not a, you know, I'm not an English major, but I've been taught that you don't start sentences with and because it's a continue. It's a, it's a conjunct, you know, you're conjoining two thoughts together. So when I read this, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father. So he's saying, if you do this, I will do this. This is Jesus speaking to us. If you do this, I will do this. If you do X, Y, Z, I, Jesus, I will do this for you. So it's, it's almost, uh, there's a responsibility on you as there's a responsibility on Jesus. And he says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. So there's a decision start. There's something we have to do in the initiation of this. And if you didn't hear my uh, morning devotional um, about the vine and the branches go back and listen to that. It's on my podcast or on the, you can listen on here on Facebook or Twitter, Twitch, any of these platforms that I'm streaming live on right now. Um, I talk about how the vine is Jesus and we are the branches attached to that vine through what the Greek calls interpenetration. There's a, there's a conjoining of two different sources put together. That's us joining the vine as a branch. We're joining Jesus as the vine. And so in Luke 22, listen to this in Luke 22, this, this same, um, term interpenetration 
is used here with Judas betraying Jesus and how Satan entered in among them. So just, or entered into him. And just listen to this as I read it. Then Satan entered, this is uh, Luke 22, verse 3. Then Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the 12. Satan entered Judas. Well, this is the same thing as what he's talking here about the, how the comforter will live inside of you. Satan didn't physically live, go inside of him. Uh, it was an agreement upon, uh, upon Judas to make certain actions and make certain moves that allowed Satan to partner with Judas, to become a partner with him. Let me read this to you in the Dakes. Um, Luke 22, verse 3. Let me read this to you so you can understand kind of what I'm trying to say here with in comparison to the Holy Ghost and um, interpenetration with this relationship here. Um, in interpenetration, it means in union with consecration to the same end, one mind, purpose, and life, not bodily entrance, not physically entering into, but a decision. It may be best understood by a man and woman becoming one in life together, to be in each other's plans, life, etc. Hence, Satan entering into Judas simply means Judas submitted to Satan's temptations to betray God, to betray Jesus, and he became one with Satan, like men become one in the spirit with God, joined to him in consecration so i know it's a harsh uh, hard comparison to compare the holy ghost living in us and then judas satan entering in judas but that's the that's the same type of uh, description that he gives us here in this verse is the comforter comes to live in us by a decision for us to follow and obey the commandments of jesus and this comforter, the Holy Ghost, is Jesus himself coming to live with us in spirit form and abide with us, live with us, give us direction. And now I don't have time to get into this today, but this we're going to continue talking about in tomorrow morning's devotional is the power of the comforter, what this comforter does for us. So let me get started with it with this in, in Romans 8. Turn with me to Romans 8 verses 9. 8 verse 9. Thank you, Lord. Romans 8, Romans 8 and 9, verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, and now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So this comforter, here's what you got to understand. The comforter doesn't just bring peace and joy to your life because he gives you help and gives you clarity, gives you direction for your life. The Bible says in Romans 8 and 11, but the same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the, from the dead, if he dwells in you, that same spirit, 
he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. So that's your physical skin, bone, mortal body through his spirit who dwells inside of you. So this spirit that lives and dwells inside of you, the comforter, not only gives you direction, gives you insight to things that you would have never known before. I mean, that alone just blow, you know, that should be enough for you to do whatever God asks you to do to have that in your life. It's like a, a red light, green light for decisions and for things in your life. Green light, go, do this. Okay, red light, wait, stop, look around. What the heck is happening? Holy Ghost, help me. Uh, and he's he gives you red and green lights on things to do and not do. Well, who would not want that? So that's whole. That's that's one whole side of having the comforter, Jesus, as the Holy Spirit living in you. Then he says it, the same Spirit who raised Christ's physical body, the dead body of Jesus, the physical dead shell of Jesus's body, raised that body from the dead, will also give your uh, life, give life to your mortal body. Your physical body. Um, what what is this Romans? Let me read out of the uh, let me read out of the King James here because it says it just a touch differently. Acts Romans, Romans eight, verse nine. Or well, let's jump down to verse eleven, for time's sake. But is the same Spirit of Him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you? If that same spirit dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit. Now listen to this. The Greek for that word quicken is zopeo. It means to make alive, to give life, or to quicken, to, to, to quicken alive. And he gives multiple scriptures here about the comforter quickening, making alive our mortal bodies here on this earth, here in this time. That is imperative for you and me to be sharp, quick, uh, prepared, um, attentive, uh, uh, witted. You know, I mean, all about your wits, ready to, and the, the Holy Ghost does that for your mind, for your inner spirit, for your physical body, makes you alive brings you to life and brings you to a place you you can't get to on your own there's no workout plan there's no diet regimen there's no level of life that you can bring i'm not against any of those things it's important to take care of your physical body on your end but there's a quickening or a um there's a making alive or a life-giving power available through the comforter that comes to live on the inside of you that's not available by any other source or power and people are searching for this stuff people search for these things everywhere they look for this power this uh this there's a void in their life this void filling power in anything they look for it in uh or a resource through uh wealth and money they look for it in relationships they they're searching for this void filling uh quickening making alive and they search for it in drugs and drug abuse and, um, you know, prescriptions and things like that. And uh, you can't find it through any of those things. Those bring temporary, uh, the, a temporary relief to filling that and then it subsides and you have to keep filling that. The Holy Ghost brings a power that is never voided, that quickens you. It brings, it makes a lot, once it's alive, it can't go, it doesn't go dead again. Now we're going to talk about this a little 
in our morning devotional tomorrow because I've got a lot more I want to talk about the comforter and what our part to play in keeping the comforter involved in our life is. But I want to make it clear in today, and what we're talking about is that the comforter, this uh, this uh, way maker for us, the the direction giver, the insight revealer, um, it's not available to the world. It's not available to. Um, well, let's read this. Go back to uh, to to John fourteen. He says that here. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it doesn't see him, neither knows him, but you know him and he dwells with you and shall be in you. Uh, His note here says the social world, what he's talking about is the world cannot receive him. The social world unsaved, the unsaved cannot receive him. Therefore, all men do not have the Holy Spirit. The reason why unsaved men do not partake of the Holy Spirit is they refuse to see or understand him or become acquainted with him by receiving the gospel and permitting his work in their lives. I told you this. The reason most people won't receive the, the comforter, the, the Holy Ghost, the, the, the way maker for your life, the direction giver, the insight revealer for your life is because it's going to take change on your part. It's going to take things, uh, not because God's judging you. Like there's this like perverted way of thinking that, Oh, God's looking at me and he's judging me. First of all, quit being so like light, such a lightweight about stuff that if someone points something out about you, it's an offensive thing. You know, don't be a lightweight about it. Be mature about things for one. That's just something on a side note. But even if that was the case, people don't want to change. They don't want to grow and evolve. They get comfortable in the place that they are and they don't want to evolve any further. They just want to stay where they are. And the world doesn't have interest in receiving these things because they feel like either there's an easier way or this is a, uh, a fictitious type of way. No, no. God's a real, real being. He is a real uh, God, he's a real existing uh, creation. He he didn't cre- be, he wasn't created. He is. He was. He he is what has created us. And we, if us receiving his things means he gives us someone to travel this journey of this short 80, 90 years that we live on this earth, then we might as well receive it, receive him because that's who he is. That's that he is the Comforter living with you and me there's three there's there's three godheads there's god jesus and the holy ghost but they're one and the same they're just in three different locations god is everywhere present he's omnipresent jesus was the physical man being of god himself and then the holy ghost is the spirit being that lives inside of us he he he's the one that resides everywhere and he's the one that i mean to have god all the creator walking through and living on the journey it's like having elon musk riding in your tesla with you all the time and anytime there's an issue with your tesla he goes oh do this oh fix this you don't have and you'll never have an issue with your why you'd never have to bring it in anywhere you'd never have an issue with it he would tell you all the secrets every little compartment and thing that you can do he would give you every component and doodad and every way to handle certain things within it he is the creator of the tesla god is your creator he is the comforter that comes to live on the inside of you 
how could you walk through life without the creator when it's available to you to walk through life and not have the one that created not only you and your being and your thoughts and who you are, he created everything that you'll ever encounter. The comforter. He will not leave us orphans. He won't leave us abandoned. He won't leave us by ourselves. He will come and comfort us, live with us, uh, help us. Cheers to you. Good morning. Hope you have a great day today. Thanks for joining me this morning. Don't forget to go check out the podcast today. Again, it's on Get Up With God's channel. It's called Power for Promotion. Episode one came out today. Four steps to starting and succeeding something new. Go check it out. It's a very short 10-minute podcast. Let me know what you think. Post on my Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, or uh, uh, you know, if you're on Twitch, thanks for joining on Twitch. Uh, those of you that are on there, I can't see everybody that's on there, but um, they make the platforms pretty, pretty uh, invisible to me. But um, let me know what you think of it. Make a comment on any of my platforms, you know, and, and just let me know what you guys think of that podcast. If it helped you, if it blessed you, help me. Uh, you know, it's principles I've learned from and grown from. So um, utilize it best you can. But thanks for joining this morning. Love you so much. I appreciate you joining me and all the support that everybody does. Don't forget, I'm looking for. Uh, um, partners to help support what we're doing to reach. If you pray about, if that'd be you, uh, 420 people strong per month to give and support, get up with God so we can reach more people. Um, yesterday's broadcast, uh, we, we hit five, uh, a record for get up with God, but yesterday's broadcast reached 500 people in one day. You know, sometimes we'll hit 1200 people in a couple days, but we hit five, we reached 500 people. That podcast hit, uh, 500 people's eyes yesterday, which is phenomenal. Um, super super proud of that organically no we didn't push it or anything just from sharing people putting the word out and stuff like that which is incredible thank you guys love you um and uh have a great day today i hope you have a great rest of your week enjoy your day see me bright and early tomorrow morning 6 a.m for our morning devotional i will talk to you soon thank you everybody that joined i see you guys good morning love you have a great rest of your day and i'll talk to you soon Bye -bye.